an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Today, I sit down with Dr. Lisa Oshesky, and she is a chiropractor and a great friend of mine. She is so vulnerable and shares her dark night about when her hormones tanked and what she did about it. She was recently in a documentary called A Better Way, and she also just re-relaunched the Keto Virtual Summit, which is an amazing summit that you all should check out. Her new website is drlisao.com, and you're going to be able to get all your information about how to reach her, how to work with her. She has Facebook groups that are amazing that you can join and get all this free information about how to take care of your health. She is such a go-giver, and I absolutely love her, and I'm so happy to introduce you to her. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, I'm here with my good friend, Dr. Lisa. Your last name, how do you say it again? Olszewski, right? Like, yeah, Olszewski. I did it. <laughs> I, Dr. O, actually, you just branded a website called uh, Dr. Lisa O, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So that's trying to put more that in a website would have been horrible, right? Like- yeah, like people would be like, forget it. I'm never make- making it to that website. So Dr. Lisa is here with me. She's a chiropractor in Michigan and her, the name of her business is Precision Spinal Care. And she is just the most amazing person because she is constantly helping to educate people. She was just recently in this documentary called A Better Way. And that is definitely you. You know a better way to take care of the body, to heal from trauma, to heal the body from all the things that it's experienced. You're always on a mission. She has a keto virtual summit which is filled with speakers who are excellent about keto or how to change your mindset. I was in it, by the way. Yay. <laughs> um, you have a Facebook group that everybody should be a part of. You're always sending out information, which I totally appreciate and love that you do that for everybody. It's called Ketone, Ketone. Your Health. All right. So Lisa, why did you get into chiropractic? Like, What was your reasoning? You know what? I've always, I don't even know if I've ever told you this, even though I've known you for how many years now? By the way, we met at a health conference. We haven't ever we even met. Off. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, that's so weird. Wait a second. No. So you didn't. Okay. Yeah. I, no, we've only been over Zoom calls, but she's like one of my besties. I feel like. <laughs> I know. Right. I, and that's the thing. When I work with people, I feel like I've met them. It's actually bizarre when I meet them for the first time that I actually haven't met them in person. I, I get confused. It was crazy when I first met you through like the work that you do. I have always said, I woke up one day and decided I was going to be a chiropractor, right? Like I was in high school. I was ready to be an engineer. I was looking at all the engineering schools and I literally just woke up one morning and was like, I'm going to be a chiropractor. Like chiropractic had been a part of my life, my entire life. I just thought I was going in for a low back pain type, you know, doctor Mm -hmm. type thing. And then when I sat in chiropractic school, my first semester, I remember even the first week, the president sat there and spoke about the philosophy of chiropractic and how 
nature needs no interference. It just needs no help, just no interference. The body has an innate capability to heal. And everything that he spoke about, I was like, this is how I've lived my entire life without realizing it, right? Like I was a little kid that if I had a prescription drug that they gave me, like antibiotics or whatever it was, I was the kid that was reading the side effects. Hmm. Like go figure. So literally, I know this is my purpose in life. The reason I ended up as a even baby getting adjusted and being a chiropractor or being a chiropractic patient at that period was because my grandmother was pregnant with my dad. She was told she would not make it out of the pregnancy alive because of a heart condition. So this was early 1950s in the state of Ohio. And most people don't realize like chiropractic was still illegal to practice. Like we were going to jail for practicing medicine without a license. So literally my great grandfather was a mailman and he happened to see he was not a mailman. He was a milkman. <laughs> on a delivery one day, he happened to see a person, like a stranger, crawling into an office, and then he walked out. And he was like, what is happening in there? But it was an unmarked office because chiropractic mm. was illegal to practice in the state of Ohio at that period. So he figured it out. He asked the guy, and he's like, oh, it's a chiropractor. And so he told his daughter, who had had, you know, basically, they had told my grandfather to take good care of her. She was not going to make it out of the pregnancy alive. So she must so have had she, preeclampsia. It was a heart condition. Right. So she went to the chiropractor. She lived to be 92 years old. My dad was born, you know, super healthy. And so she swore by chiropractic. So I grew up in the 80s thinking that everybody's grandmother (laughs) fed them probiotics and did yoga and listened to Deepak Chopra. That's just what I thought. Right. So funny. So I sought out chiropractic care. My mom took me to chiropractor when I was, you know, an infant. However, my mother's a medical nurse, right? So we definitely had the medical side of things within our health as well. So it's great now to see my parents. They've totally gone full circle. My you know, mom is very holistic. She's actually a naturopath now and does cranial sacral work and all sorts of stuff. So she got to that point after I went through chiropractic school where she's like, I can't walk in and hand a handful of medication to somebody and say, oh, this is good for you. Please take this. Hmm. So that was me. Like, I know this is my purpose. I love what I do. I love to like, literally I get to witness miracles every single day in my practice. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I recently have seen a chiropractor for many years, but growing up, it wasn't something that we saw except for when I really hurt my back, when I broke my back, actually, I had been seeing a chiropractor and I had a bad experience with him because I had broken my back and then he adjusted it. So like he was not a very good chiropractor back in the day. He certainly wasn't telling me about any holistic stuff or other things to deal with what I was going through. So I stayed away from chiropractors for probably 15 years or so until I met Dr. John, because Lisa would be my chiropractor if she was close by, (laughs) but she's in Michigan and I'm in Colorado. (laughs) And we haven't quite figured out how to get an adjustment across. Right, um, (laughs) (laughs) I cannot begin to tell you how much it's changed my life, you know, being able to turn on those nerves that are running to your organs. And I'll let you talk about it because you're the expert, but I know what I experienced, which was amazing. It is. And I think the basics, I always tell my patients, you got to go back to the brain controls everything. A lot of times when you ask people, you're like, what do you think is the one organ that is like the master controller of the body? And they'll be like, well, it's the heart, but it's like, well, let's go back one more step. What is sending the signal to the heart to beat? Or what is sending the signal to the stomach to digest food? What is sending the signal to your low back that says, ouch, there's pain, right? Mm. Your brain is constantly sending signals. And so all of these different symptoms that we have, it's kind of like the warning light going off in our bodies to say, hey, there's something off here. There's something going on here. And what we've been taught in our current society is just take a medication, cover it up. We'll deal with it later. Well, that's literally 
driving down the expressway, your oil light coming on, the check engine light, and you're like, I'm just throwing some duct tape over this. I'll deal with it later, right? <laughs> Good analogy. <laughs> right? That's exactly what we do as a society. And then all of a sudden, the engine blows out, and we're like, what the heck happened? I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Well, your body, like the car was telling you for a long time, and it's the same thing with our body. And so the analogy I always use is I have yet to meet somebody who has a headache because their body, their blood was low on Excedrin or low on Tylenol Mm. or somebody that is, you know, whatever it is, their cholesterol is too high because their blood levels were too low on statins. Come on. (laughs) Right? Like there's all this other stuff that's happening. And so we really just have to take responsibility for our health. And so Think of chiropractic literally as the fuse box downstairs in your basement. I tell my patients this every single new one that comes in. If the microwave oven goes out in your kitchen or your hairdryer in your bathroom, you can stand there and push the buttons and flip the switches and do whatever you want at that actual appliance. Or you can walk downstairs and say, let me just check the fuse breaker first. Mm. Right? Chiropractic, we're checking the fuse breakers because when those bones go out of place from different falls and slips and accidents and injuries, so many of us, it's our birth process. When those bones go out of place, all of a sudden the signals can't get to where they need to go and we're going to experience dis slash ease, right? Mm -hmm. So that's it. We are all about allowing your body to heal naturally without the use of drugs and surgery. I mean, hey, in an emergency, like Drugs and surgery is fabulous. But even the conversation I had recently with a very well-known medical doctor, I was interviewing her for my podcast, and she had said to me, as there were different things, and we were talking about coconut oils and all this stuff, she's like, we were never taught nutrition in school. And I was oh like, oh my gosh, I know. Me, right? They're not. She's like, we had maybe three hours of it. And she was, I thought coconut oil was going to kill people. I'm like, I had a medical doctor across my parking lot telling me in 2005 that I was killing my patients because I was telling them to eat coconut oil, right? <laughs> like I just looked at this medical doctor and I think she, when she found out I was a chiropractor, it was kind of a taking back like, Ooh, I was calling you doctor, but I'm not sure really. Right. <laughs> Cause there's still that prejudice against us that we're not real doctors, even though I've gone to school for nine years. It just said, here's the deal. Like I, I literally tell people our curriculum is the same. Our first year, exactly the same. All the same sciences. When medical doctors go off to learn drugs and surgery, we learn nutrition and chiropractic adjustments, right? Mm. That's a long, I'm sorry, super long answer to a very short question. (laughs) No, I mean, it's important to know where you're coming from and why chiropractic is important. And I like your analogies. They make it easy to understand. For me, when I would get adjusted by Dr. John, he would say, you know, try to pick up your leg and I couldn't from one particular position. And then he would adjust me and then my leg, I could pick it up. You know, it was just weird. It really hit it home. And now when I get adjusted, I've moved so much energy and I'm so aware of it that the other day he was adjusting me and I could feel trauma stories leaving as he oh adjusted gosh. me. Yeah. And, and he was like, yep, I felt that too. You know, cause he's also very energetically sensitive. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thank you for sharing all your experiences. Yeah. I, I fully believe in uh, chiropractic and I do believe that is super helpful. And I got adjusted through pregnancy. A lot of people don't yes. know that you can get preg- uh, adjusted oh through pregnancy. Absolutely. You think of, and that's the deal is like, especially as women during pregnancy, we become, our ligaments become so lax, right? Things start to shift to make room for the baby and then for the delivery process, right? The mm-hmm. hips need to widen, et cetera. And you might've experienced it too, but there are always women out there that say, I never had X, Y, and Z until the birth of whatever child. Mm-hmm. And now I have constant low back pain. Now I have constant sciatica, whatever it is. And that is like, I think the most important time is that after the delivery, get in and get adjusted before your ligaments solidify back up mm-hmm. and solidify in a misaligned state. You want them to solidify back into a in the proper alignment, right? Right. And then we always just look at chiropractic, even as like 
orthodontics, but for the spine, because we are in a society now, and especially where people are working from home more often, our posture is horrific. Mm. And we're already on a cell phone looking down. And so we're reversing the curve in our neck. And, and if you saw your spine, you'd probably take better care of it, but we don't see it. But what's happening is people are ending up with these chronic migraines, all sorts of tension, maybe numbness into their fingers. But what else is happening because they've changed the curves in their spine, now they're accelerating arthritis or degeneration. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I love. And one of the first things when I was early on in practice was this elderly woman came in and she's like, I've been under chiropractic care for years. I'm like, okay, great. You know, took her x-rays and I looked at her and she's like 80 years old. And I'm like, how many years have you really been under chiropractic? Right? Like, cause her spine, when I looked at it as an 80 year old looked like she was 20. She's like, well, I started in like 1942. <laughs> and so Whoa. at that point I was like, chiropractic works because you look at anybody that's taken good care of their spine and got it adjusted regularly. They do not have the dege degeneration. And it's just mm. kind of, again, like your car, if your car is misaligned, you can drive it for a while. You're going to get a flat tire. We can right. change that flat tire or we could change the alignment of the car. Same thing here. Let's fix the alignment of the car rather than chasing after that flat tire, which is your symptom. Right. Wow. That's a really cool experience right. that you had with that woman coming in. Right. I mean, it was like so I, yeah, she's been under care for a couple of weeks and I looked at her spine and then she was just like, yeah, I mean, it's like at that point, it was 60, 70 years she'd been under chiropractic care. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And good for her. And you know, yeah. one of the things that I've actually heard about is this uh, whole memory loss that kids are experiencing due to the lack of alignment in their spine. What is that called again? Well, they have actually said our brain is getting smaller. Like we are de-evolving now because we're hunching forward so much. Holy moly. I didn't That's, hear that. Holy yes. moly. That That's is scary. scary. That's where I just looked at my niece. I remember my brother-in-law throwing the phone at her and she here she's all, and I'm like, stop bring it up. If you're going to do this, mm -hmm. get it like, first off, get it away from them a bit and bring it up to eye level or higher for them. Do not have them looking down at that all the time. Yeah. Because my son gets so frustrated with us, but we're like, put it where, <laughs> put it up. Okay. Stop crunching over, you know, cause unfortunately we've run into this, you know, in our own family where kids down the street are playing a game and then he wants to play and then we have to monitor that. And, you know, you're just not going to get away from screens no. really, unless mm -hmm. you're living out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, we just do it smartly, like obviously keep it away from him because of the EMFs and then also keep it up and high. So he's not. Yes. And yeah. you see these teenagers I now, know. like with these rounded backs and I get really worried about them and their future. Yeah. If you feel back, like at the base of your neck and the upper back, most people can feel a bump there, right? Like that's from cell phone usage, right? That's your subluxation. That's where the bones are misaligned. And I always tell people, so that's the, the no, those nerves go to the thyroid gland. They go into your hands. So you might end up with some numbness, tingling pain into your hands or thyroid. We know what happens. People get fat if you're, you know, your thyroid's not working well. What I see now that scares me are these little kids that come in and they have a second bump forming in the middle of their back, the middle of the middle back, like back between shoulder blades at the lower Whoa. level there. Huh. You know where those nerves go? That's heart and lungs. That's not cool, right? Yeah. So I'm like, get these kids upright. And that's when we start working with them and getting them adjusted. And we usually get that all flattened back out to how it should be. Jeez. Well, I know with my son being six years old, he's constantly falling and, you know, hurting himself. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how he's okay from what, that fall, but oh, I always take him the in. Body. The body is so resilient. Yeah. Yeah. And so we take him in and he gets adjusted and he's obviously much better. And it's funny. I remember when he was little, the chiropractor would be like, he's going to poop. 
Uh, <laughs> I do that all the time. Do you have extra diapers? <laughs> They're like, why? Oh, now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he used to fall asleep like every time after leaving mm-hmm. the chiropractor because he just felt like so relaxed. It's so cute. Yeah. It was like kid day in my practice yesterday. And I think I, I told several people, like looked at the moms and said, they're going to have a really big, you know, ball movement. movement. Later. She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your dark night. Oh, I've always struggled with my weight, like just flat out. You know, I was the kid that was in Weight Watchers in high school. Yeah, mom put me there. But doing everything right, as a chiropractor, I was exercising. I was doing CrossFit actually before CrossFit ever got cool. I was at one of the very first affiliates within CrossFit Hmm. way back in the day. I was eating paleo before anybody knew what paleo was, like actually even doing keto paleo at that point. But I was struggling to be like a size 12 to 14. So I would teach my patients not to eat sugar. And I felt super judged by them because I felt like they looked at me saying, yeah, you're telling me you don't eat sugar like you're fat. Like, Dr. Lisa, come on. But right. I was trying so hard, and that I hate our society and how just, right? Like, I hate that. At that time period, people were talking about intermittent fasting. It was brand new, but a lot of the male bloggers were talking about it, and they were doing, you know, extreme forms of intermittent fasting. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So I jumped in, you know, everything, hook, line, sinker, went through there and ended up, I lost 30 pounds, got skinny, quote unquote, but I lost my health. So long story short, to the point of complete pure exhaustion, tanked my adrenal glands, lost hair by the handfuls. Wow. As a woman, that's not what you want is to know all of a sudden you've got bald spots on the back of your head. Yeah. Um, and I never talked to anybody about it, right? Like I was coming home during my lunch break to sleep because I knew I couldn't get through the afternoon without massive amounts of caffeine, which was just even worse for me, right? Mm. The worst part, I remember showing up at a seminar like in July of 2016 that year in the midst of my hair's been in a ponytail now for how many months? Couldn't wear it down because I was scared what would happen if the wind blew the wrong way, right? And one of the guys looking at me saying, wow, Lisa, you lost so much weight. You look so sexy right now. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I'm finally sexy. I'm finally, you know, skinny, quote unquote. I am the unhealthiest I've ever been. But hey, guess what? The guys think it's great for me. I was, I was so angry, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so in the midst of, um, long story, really short, did a lot and regained my health and really regained it through eating fat again, because we were all taught that fat was not good, you know? And so, mm. I mean, I did everything against everything I believed. And I started digging, finding out that the strict intermittent fasting was amazing for men, but was not as amazing for women. And there were a lot of women like me that were going through the same issue where it just explain what strict intermittent fasting is. And like, you know, I've done it. So I know what it is, but go ahead. So basically I was only eating within a four hour window each day. So I was uh, fasting from like six o'clock PM until two o'clock the next day. Hmm. So that was like a 20 hour to, you know, 20 to four ratio in intermittent, intermittent fasting is what they'll And were about. you doing that every single day? Every single day. Seven Holy days shit. For three, yeah. Three months on end. Cause I mean, um, when you looked at it, that's what you think of. I won't say their names, but you know exactly. Who right. It was. Now. I was touting yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all the men. And then I think it was one of the guy's wives that was like, there's something going on here. Like you're getting results. I'm not. And so I just started searching and started following some other women that were ha- going through the same stuff. And it's funny that, again, fast forward several years later, I interviewed them for the Keto Virtual Summit and now they've become friends even. And I was like, yeah, you were a blogger that was a woman that was screaming, this intermittent fasting that everybody's touting is not so amazing for women. Like, it Can you explain why? Strategically. So this is my simple explanation of it. So I'm a cycling female, right? I'm still having periods. My body could still get pregnant. And so what happens is the woman's body says, okay, she's hardly feeding me any food right now. 
she can't get pregnant because how in the world are we going to grow a baby should she get pregnant? So we better tank her hormones. Mm. Like in a nutshell, that's how I explain it, right? That was exactly what happened to me. I didn't have a period for several months. And I was actually, I had another, I don't even know if I should say this, another colleague that was helping me through a weight loss program. And I talked to them about it through this, right? Saying, I don't think this is, I don't think this is going good. And they just looked at me and said, we're going to make you as skinny as possible. And I was like, holy crap, like through their guidance was kind of how I got there. Yeah, not cool at all. But So how did you get your hormones back? To be honest, I used a lot of exogenous ketones to help nourish my body that way. I did so many supplements. I really started helping to heal up the adrenals even more you know, obviously started incorporating good fats and I stopped intermittent fasting for a long while. I mean, I went back to like, I would eat within 10 to 12 hours, which, you know, some people, if you are brand new to intermittent fasting, like going 10 hours without eating might be a struggle. But for me, I was sleeping 10 hours a night. It was fine, right? (laughs) So now, I mean, I go, I am intermittent fasting now, but the biggest component, and because this has been a several year process, right? I now feel better in my forties than I ever did in my life, but it was healing the gut. It was going through and getting rid of a lot of bad stuff in my gut. Yeah. And that's what I realized for me. I think I was the perfect storm walking in because I was already an exhausted person and my gut was probably not healthy, even though I was doing a lot of great things. But, you know, again, I told you I grew up under the medical model as well as the chiropractic model, but I had antibiotics. I mean, I Mm. remember them giving me antibiotics for my acne in my teenage years. And I was like, again, reading the side effects. So that really set up my gut early on. Right. I I like to say that I was raised on antibiotics and pasta (laughs) living in New Jersey. It was like, how did we make it out of childhood alive on those things? I don't know. I don't know. I definitely, I remember I got a reading from uh, my friend Gemma, actually, who's been on the show and we were just messing around and I handed her my keys and she was reading it. Like it's called psychometry, I think, where you just read energy from an object. And she's like, wow, I see you going through the grocery store and completely skipping all the vegetables. And I was like, that's me. That's what I would have done (laughs) back in the day. Uh, But now never. Oh my gosh. I love, it's kind of the greener, the better uh, for me now that I'm I'm in tune with my body and, and energy and things like that. And it's one of those things that I feel like when I go back, I mean, I ate healthy, right? Like I was forced to be on Weight Watchers, but I understood that every time that I ate a sandwich at lunchtime, I felt miserable after, Mm. right? So, I mean, I was the kid that gravitated towards sugar because the pure sugar didn't cause me pain when I ate. And this for me was, I was, again, growing up in the 80s, totally exposed to glyphosate. You know, I don't eat gluten now, but I haven't had gluten in years. But I finally realized through that process, like when I ate gluten, I felt miserable. You know, so there's a lot of stuff. Right. I mean, there was light at the end of the tunnel, but it was the first thing was I just, I mean, I went back, I stopped the intermittent fasting, started adding in more fat, good quality fats into my diet, went back to everything that I knew was right, (laughs) that I was just like, you know, in that quest of, you know, trying to be sexy as I'm rolling (laughs) my eyes and your listeners can't see that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and now you did the keto virtual summit. So like you help women, especially Mm -hmm. uh, do keto properly so they don't tank their hormones. And also, you know, intermittent fasting can be a part of keto. It's not necessarily part of it. 
personally, I liked intermittent fasting because it does give the body a break to clean out itself, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So there are benefits to it, but it, like you said, the men were, they can go a lot longer without food. Mm-hmm. They can go, do a lot of different extreme things. And they also, their body seems to respond really quickly to weight loss. And their hormones aren't changing every single day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, ours are different every single day out of the month. They're always shifting. So yeah. And I still like, we still coach uh, patients and clients into the, with intermittent fasting and, you know, every once in a while I'll still pull out a 24 hour fast, but I change. I vary it all the time. I keep my body guessing. I don't want it to be like, all right, yep, this is what she's doing again today. And I kick myself out of ketosis. That's a big deal, right? Because ketosis is amazing, but you also- Explain ketosis for those that are are not- Ketosis was our body's way to adapt to lower- like food stores. So ketosis in paleolithic era, we'd always have time periods of a lot of food, abundance of food. And then like, think of it during summer versus winter. And so it was our body's way to adapt, to tap into the fat of our body, to burn that for fuel. Mm. And so now, you know, United States and 20, whatever, we don't ever have food shortages where we're just not eating food. It's always overabundance. So we are, we have literally always become carb burners or carbohydrate burners because that's what we've been eating. But when you can teach your body to burn its own fat for fuel, but every once in a while you need to like, let your body know like, Hey, we're not starving. Here's, we actually have abundance coming again. And then you can go back in. So I cycle a lot. So I'll give myself like a week out of the month and just not going crazy on my carbs, right? Like maybe 50 to hundred grams of carbs, but just enough to let my body know like, Hey, you're okay. Personally, I love the way I feel when I do low carb. I, I, when I'm actually burning my fat for energy, I have such sustained energy. And I talk about in the keto virtual summit about how I learned this relationship. When you constantly feel as a body that you need to have sugar, there's a fight or flight that comes up because you're like, well, what if I can't get it? You know, I mean, think about those the like women out there. Yeah. Think about the women. I mean, I used to carry snacks everywhere with me. And I know another woman who I used to work with who would say the same thing. She's like, I'd carry 12 snacks just in case I got hungry. And as soon as I learned how to, first of all, balance, you know, the sugar, what, what is that? Your insulin levels. Yeah. And then switch over to burning fat. I felt so much more satisfied with life and so much calmer, happier. So for me, I also stay low carb um, and, and, you know, go cycle in and out. And the other day it was interesting. I did a uh, 24 hour fast. When I say fast, actually, I wanted to do the fast. But my body kept saying, no, do protein, do protein, do protein. So I did a protein shake. I did a keto protein shake. And I was like, I wonder why. And then I realized the two days prior, I had terrible nights of sleep. So my body all of a sudden, you know, was like pre-diabetic insulin back up and down. And so it wasn't safe for me to actually do fasting. And so it's important to always listen to our bodies. You know, I told Fen, Fen was going to do it with me too. And I'm like, listen, I I can't go like uh, juice fast with you today. Anyway, so it's important to always listen to your body. And I love that about you. I love that you, you've been on this journey. You're so aware of your body and, and like, you know, you've had, those mistakes, just like I have energetically speaking, and also on a physical level, you know, you have to kind of make those mistakes. And then you teach people, please don't make these mistakes. because they exactly suck. <laughs> I was always worried about other people were going to think about me. And now I'm like, if my patients think I'm fat, like, so be it. Right. Because <laughs> right. I'm still healthier than 98% of my patients. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. the crazy thing is, yeah, I'm also, I've always struggled with my weight, but I definitely am healthier than I've ever been in my whole mm-hmm. life. In fact, I remember when I was like 25 years old, I went to the doctor and she gave me a clean bill of health. And 
I was like, yes, but I was on asthma medicine, allergy medicine. You know, I'm, I'm sure I had other things going on that she hadn't even diagnosed. And, you know, I'm like, really, that's the sign of health. You know, after I did right. all my work, obviously, I, I realized that I wasn't healthy and I, I'm off those things and I don't need mm-hmm. those things because I healed the root cause. And- exactly. In situations like that life throws at us, like with during COVID, you know what I mean? Like we're all in lockdown or whatever it was. Like I had patients that are like, oh my God, I'm gaining weight and I'm not doing anything wrong. And I'm like, it's okay because guess what? I gained three pounds too and I did nothing wrong. It is the stress we're under, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was this constant every day. I kept telling people it's like 9-11, but it's over and over and over and over and over again, right? Like, cause I, that for at least for me, the last time I experienced stress that like that we have gone through during this time period was literally 9-11, but it never ended. Every day we were waking up like, what's next? Right. So, so yeah, what's we- funny is I actually have lost weight. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good. I'm glad you did because I gained. <laughs> like, uh, I did I, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to say that to like rub it in your face, but um, I, yeah, I really kind of just like managed my stress and, and we do have these days that we're, we're cycling and doing, you know, these fasts and things like that. But it's just interesting how you can really try to calm your body. And that's really Mm -hmm. why I always tell people manage your emotions, manage the stress that you're under, because if you don't, then your body's not as absorbing and assimilating the nutrients the way that it should be. And that causes a breakdown all the way down the line. You know, your cells don't work, your systems don't work, your organs don't work the same way. So, and you can't heal and rest and digest. You're absolutely right. So Lisa, what's on the docket now? You know, like you've done all these amazing things. You've been in this, you know, documentary, A Better Way, and you've, you know, you have a podcast now. Yeah. What, so your podcast is called Help, Healthy uh, Vibrant You. Healthy Vibrant You. Yeah. What else? What are you working on? Oh my goodness. So I have got all sorts of fun things. I think that's what's kind of nice is that I used to be on an airplane every single weekend. So I've had a lot of time at home and actually I'm having fun. You know, once I got to that point that my whole house was cleaned and there was nothing that I needed to do, I was like, what's next? Right? Like, so mm-hmm. I sat and read a book at one point. That was the first. <laughs> I haven't read a book. In- you were on planes because you were going to conferences and speaking. That's yeah. Why. That, and I was just, I mean, yeah. I, but, um, so I actually have another, I have a women's health summit that's coming up. That's going to be a really amazing thing. There might be a book on the docket too. Ooh, yeah, I right? can't wait. This is what I have loved about the situation that life has presented us during this year is that I'm able to transform my practice right now. So I'm switching up some different things within the practice. Obviously still chiropractic is hundred percent of what like is the core of it. But um, I also am you know, working with more clients virtually. Like that's what's kind of cool through this process too was, you know, in the state of Michigan, they did make us shut down for a little bit. So it was like, well, I can't adjust virtually. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, there's a lot of just fun things and just embracing life, I guess, at this point. Good. I'm glad you're enjoying life and moving more remotely, you know, online and, and certainly all the wisdom that you have. I mean, it's just insane. Uh, You know, the supplements that you know about the, the tactics, the biohacking, everything. I love it all. You're so smart. (laughs) So wait, tell us about that women uh, summit that you're doing. Cause that, cause you just did the keto virtual summit. You just relaunched that. And then what's the women's summit? So it's going to be, we're looking at all different aspects of women's health. The best way I can say it is everything that every woman has wanted to ask or afraid to talk about. Mm. <laughs> and I'm sure this is because of the work that I've done with you because I never would have been the lady asking the questions behind the microphone on some of these things that we're talking. I mean, we're going like emotional stuff, but we're also going physical stuff, 
everything, right? Cool. I mean, at first it started out with like, okay, so let's talk about menopause because that's something that I'll probably start seeing in the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, we'll talk about this or how about women that are having issues getting pregnant? But then I'm like, there's so many psychological aspects to all of this too that we don't want to talk about. Or right. let's talk about what happens through a divorce. You know, we're going to go through all of that stuff. And I never, I kind of laughed when I was like, okay, I guess this is, this is what it's evolved to, but I'm here and I'm going to make myself vulnerable. <laughs> Yay. I love it. That's what we worked on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I called my sister. I said, I'm going to be that girl. And I mean, some of the questions that was funny in this, in the conversation with the person that's going through the summit with me. Right. And I was like, Oh, you want me? He's like, what about some of these topics like that? People don't want to talk about that. Women don't want to talk. Let's go through this stuff. And I'm like, what? You mean like orgasms? And he was like, I was actually thinking about like relationships. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, we can talk about both. How about that? And so I'm telling my the story and she's like, you're joking. You're going to be that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because you're an introvert, right? I you know. know. That's what I I know, but like once you learn something, you know something and you become passionate about it, it's like you almost have no choice but to become that person, right? That shares right. this information. So I, I, what's funny about this is that we started off the conversation. I always tune in with Spirit and ask, you know, what, what are we going to be talking about? And hormones definitely came up. And I asked Lisa, I was like, listen, Spirit says to ask you between the ages of 18 and 19, what happened? Because that's important. And then she said, what? What tell the So I had to figure it out. I'm like 18, 19. I probably was a freshman, sophomore in college. And I was like, the only, like what I think it is, is I literally am such a super shy person. And throughout high school, I never started really talking to people until my junior year of high school. And then I realized like once I got out of my shell, how amazing it was to be able to talk to people and like live life. Right. So when I went away to college, I remember sitting there thinking, all right, you can go back into your shell. And I did my freshman year at 18. And then basically, I think at 19, I rushed to sorority and I was like, I've got to force myself out of my shell. And that was my realization was like, you just missed two years of high school and you just missed how many years of college. And you've got to force yourself out because you can't just stay in the shell for the rest of your life. So I remember when I went to chiropractic school then at like 21 years old, maybe I was like, I can't do this again. I can't lose another two years of my life. So people oftentimes look at me and they're like, there is no way you're an introvert. I'm like, every single day I am forcing myself out of my shell. I sit down with a new patient. I hate it. Right. But I, you can't be like that mean person that doesn't want to talk at a new patient. Like I have to, I have to be a nice what, person. What do you want? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, oh, sorry, I'm really shy. I don't want to talk to you. Like I forced myself out. And so if there's anybody that's out there. So again, I'm going to be that girl talking about all sorts of issues on the Women's Health Summit that I never thought. I know, My right? parents, if they listened, they're going to be like, <gasps> <laughs> I know it's been a lot of work for myself as well, you know, about just like, all right, this is my next coming out. And you know what? It's for the greater good. And that's mm -hmm. why I do it and why you do it. And I love that about you. And you are so vulnerable and willing to share. And I mean, that whole story about you with hair clumps coming out, I mean, God, I would be so panicked. So thank you for sharing that story. I mean, because a lot of women do hear these male bloggers or podcasters that are talking about this intermittent fasting, and it's just not the same. And mm -hmm. thankfully, I think it's probably more mainstream now for them to say, okay, women don't do this. But in case yes. you, if you have heard that, go gentle on yourself if you're a female and you're doing intermittent fasting. Listen to your body. You know, actually, a period is a good way of judging whether or not you're yeah. healthy, right? So Absolutely. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I loved talking with you. You're one of my favorite people and um, you, you. you're such a bright light in this world. And thank you for doing all the things that you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you and all that you are doing too for humanity. Oh, you're welcome. So tell us where everybody can reach you. Uh, how about D-R-L-I-S-A-O, so drlisao.com. That's it. Yeah, that's simple. I mean, I'm on Instagram and my business is at Healthy Living Simple on Instagram and Facebook and then at Dr. Lisa Olszewski on Instagram, which would be really hard to find. So you might just want to follow me over there. <laughs> Healthy Living Simple. Um, and you have that keto group, Keto Own. Yes, Ketone Your Health on right. Facebook. So it's K-E-T-O-W-N, like own your health. Yeah. So just search that. Yeah. Yeah. So you give all your latest updates about what mm -hmm. things, what projects you're working on, what you're releasing and also yeah. healthy tips, which I love. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being on. And I am wishing you all the best. Thank you so much. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 